Hello and welcome to the Sports with Luke podcast. Today, I'll be taking a look at the career of the big unit, Randy Johnson. I'll talk about a bunch of strikeouts, an exploding bird, and why the number 14,861 is the secret number of the day. Enjoy the show. Randall David Johnson was born in Walnut Creek, California on September 10, 1963. By the time he entered Livermore High School, he was a star in baseball and basketball. In 1982, as a senior, he struck out 121 batters in 66 innings and threw a perfect game in his last high school start. After high school, he was drafted in 1982 by the Atlanta Braves in the fourth round and was offered $50,000 to sign. Instead, he accepted a full athletic scholarship to play baseball for the University of Southern California. While at USC, he also played two years of basketball. He was a starting pitcher at USC where he was a teammate of Mark McGuire. He often struggled with his control. But Randy was drafted by the Montreal Expos in the second round of the 1985 draft, and he made his Major League debut on September 15, 1988 against the Pittsburgh Pirates, earning a 9-4 victory with a five-inning outing in which he gave up two runs with five strikeouts. During batting practice in 1988, the 6-10 Randy collided headfirst with outfielder Tim Raines, promoting his teammate to exclaim, you're a big unit, and the nickname stuck. Throughout much of his career, Johnson held the title of the tallest player in MLB history. Former pitcher Eric Hillman and current pitchers Andrew Sisko, Andrew Brackman, and Chris Young have also been measured at 6'10". The title of the tallest player as of 2012 is held by Johnson's former Diamondback teammate, John Rausch, a relief pitcher who is 6'11". Johnson posted a record of 3-0 with a 2.42 ERA in four games in 1988 but 1989 saw him slip to an 0-4 mark with a 6.67 ERA in seven games through May 7th. And on May 25th, he was traded to the Seattle Manors in a trade involving five pitchers. In 11 total games played with the Expos, he went 3-4 for four with a 4.69 ERA and one complete game in 55.2 innings with 51 strikeouts and 33 walks. A little bit of hindsight here, but this ended up being one of the worst trades in the Expos' history. After joining the Mariners during the 1989 season, Johnson led the AL in walks for three consecutive seasons and hit batsmen in 1992 and 1993. In July of 91, facing the Brewers, the erratic Johnson allowed four runs on one hit, thanks to ten walks in four innings. A month later, a ninth-inning single cost him a no-hitter against the Oakland Athletics, but his untapped talent was something to be seen. In 1990, Johnson became the first left-hander to strike out Wade Boggs three times in one game, and a no-hitter against the Detroit Tigers attested to his potential. Johnson credits a session with Nolan Ryan late in the 92 season with helping him take his career to the next level. Nolan Ryan has said he appreciated Johnson's talent and did not want to see him take as long to figure certain things out as he had taken. Ryan recommended a slight change in his delivery. Before the meeting, Johnson would land on the heel of his foot after delivering a pitch, and therefore usually landed a little off from home plate. Ryan suggested that he land on the ball of his foot, and almost immediately he began finding the strike zone more consistently. In a 1992 game against the Texas Rangers, with Ryan as the opposing starting pitcher, Johnson struck out 18 batters in 8 innings while throwing 160 pitches, a pitch count that has not been reached in an MLB game since. Nowadays, it's rare for a starting pitcher to reach over 100 pitches. And that's not saying that they're not able to throw 160 pitches. They just learn that when you hit over the 100 pitch mark, that you start to fatigue more and your pitches aren't as effective. 
Randy broke out in 93 with a 19-8 record and a 3.24 ERA, his first of six 300-plus strikeout seasons and also the first Seattle Mariners pitcher to reach 300 strikeouts in a single season. In May of 93, he again lost a no-hitter to a ninth-inning single. Again, the opponent was the Oakland Athletics. He recorded his 1,000th career strikeout against the Minnesota Twins, Chuck Knobloch. Prior to the trade deadline, Johnson was nearly dealt to the Toronto Blue Jays for Steve Carsey and Mike Timlin. Toronto General Manager Pat Gillick had two separate transactions on the table, including the one for Johnson with Seattle General Manager Woody Woodward and one for Ricky Henderson with Oakland General Manager Sandy Alderson. When Gillick was unable to contact Woodward, who was Seattle's GM, he agreed to utilize the deal with Alderson. When Woodward returned Gillick's call, he said he would agree to the deal for Johnson. However, Gillick gave his word to Alderson even though the deal had not been finalized. After pitching well in the strike-shortened 94 season, Randy won the American League Cy Young Award in 1995 with an 18-2 record, 2.48 ERA, and 294 strikeouts. His 900 winning percentage was the second highest in AL history, behind Johnny Allen who had gone 15-1 for the Cleveland Indians in 1937. Randy was the first Seattle Mariner pitcher to win the award, and the only one until Felix Hernandez took home the honor in 2010. Randy capped the Mariners' late-season comeback by pitching a three-hitter in the AL West one-game playoff, crushing the California Angels' hopes with 12 strikeouts, thus unable to start in the five-game ALDS series against the Yankees until the third game. Randy watched as New York took a 2-0 series lead. He defeated the Yankees in Game 3 with 10 strikeouts in seven innings. When the series went to full five games, Randy made a dramatic relief appearance in the series final, Game 5, on only one day's rest. Entering a 4-4 game in the ninth inning, Johnson pitched the 9th, 10th, and 11th innings. He allowed one run, struck out six, and held on to the series-ending win in Seattle's dramatic comeback. Randy was sidelined through much of the 1996 season with a back injury, but he rebounded in 97 with a 20-4 record, 291 strikeouts, and a 2.28 ERA, his personal best. Between May of 94 and October of 97, Johnson had gone 53-9, including a 16-0 streak that fell one short of the AL record. Johnson had two 19 strikeout starts in 1997. When the 1998 season started, Randy was upset the Mariners would not offer him a contract extension, given his contract was expiring after the season. Though the Mariners initially wanted to keep Johnson, turning down a trade offer from the Dodgers, they fell out of contention, going 8-20 in June. Minutes before the non-waiver trade deadline on July 31st, the Mariners traded Johnson to the Houston Astros for three minor leaguers. In 11 regular season starts with the Astros, Johnson had a 10-1 record, a 1.28 ERA, and 116 strikeouts in 84 and one-third innings pitched, and he pitched four shutouts. Randy finished 7th in the National League Cy Young voting despite pitching only two months in the league, and helped Houston win their second straight National League Central Division title. During the playoffs, however, the Astros lost the 1998 NLDS to the San Diego Padres 3-1. Johnson started games 1-4, and four. both of them were losses. He only gave up three earned runs combined into two games, but received only one run in support. The next year, Johnson agreed to a four-year contract with an option for a fifth year for $52.4 million with the Arizona Diamondbacks, which was in their second year as a team. Johnson led the team to the playoffs that year on the strength of a 17-9 record and a 2.48 ERA with 364 strikeouts, leading the majors in innings, complete games, and strikeouts. Randy won the 1999 NL Cy Young Award and Warren Spahn Award as the best left-handed pitcher in MLB. 
Johnson joined Gaylord Perry and Pedro Martinez as the only pitchers to have won the Cy Young Award in both the American and National Leagues. Roger Clemens, Roy Halladay, and Max Scherzer have since done so. Johnson finished the 2000 season with 19 wins, 347 strikeouts, and a 2.64 ERA, and won a second consecutive NL Cy Young Award and Warren Svahn Award. The numbers told only part of the story, though. The Arizona bullpen blew five leads Randy entrusted to them, and in many of his defeats and no decisions, the Diamondbacks failed to score more than two runs. It was still one of the most dominant seasons in Major League history. The Diamondbacks acquired Kurt Schilling from the Philadelphia Phillies in July of 2000, and the two aces anchored the Diamondbacks' rotation. In the fourth year of the franchise existence, Johnson and Schilling carried the Arizona Diamondbacks to their first World Series appearance and victory in 2001 against the New York Yankees. Johnson and Schilling shared the World Series Most Valuable Player Award, which is called the Babe Ruth Award, and they were named Sports Illustrated Magazine's 2001 Sportsman of the Year. For the first of two consecutive seasons, Johnson and Schilling finished 1-2 in the Cy Young balloting. Johnson also won his third consecutive Warren Svahn Award. Randy's performance was particularly dominating, striking out 11 in a three-hit shutout in Game 2, pitching seven innings for the victory in Game 6, and then coming in to relief on the following day to pick up the win in Game 7. Of Arizona's 11 postseason wins in 2001, Johnson had five. Johnson's Game 7 relief appearance was the second of the 2001 season. On July 19th, a game against the Padres was delayed by two electrical explosions in Qualcomm Stadium. When the game resumed the following day, Johnson stepped in as a new pitcher and racked up 16 strikeouts in seven innings, technically setting the record for most strikeouts in a relief stint. In a freak accident on March 24, 2001, during the seventh inning of a spring training game against the San Francisco Giants, Randy threw a fastball to Calvin Murray that struck and killed the Dove. The bird swooped across the infield just as Johnson was releasing the ball. After being struck, the bird fell amid a sea of feathers. The official call was no pitch. The event was not unique in baseball history, but it became one of Johnson's most remembered baseball feats. A new story 15 years later remarked, The event remains iconic, and the big unit says he gets asked about that incident nearly as much as he does about winning the World Series later that year. Johnson struck out 20 batters in a game on May 8, 2001 against the Cincinnati Reds. Johnson recorded all 20 strikeouts in the first nine innings, but because the game went into extra innings, it was not categorized by MLB as an official 20-strikeout game. In 2002, Johnson won the pitching triple crown, leading the NL in wins, ERA, and strikeouts, and was voted his fourth consecutive Cy Young and Warren Spann Awards. It was Johnson's fourth consecutive 300-strikeout season with the Diamondbacks, and fifth consecutive overall, extending his own MLB record. He also became the first pitcher in baseball history to post a 24-5 record. Johnson spent the majority of the 2003 season on the disabled list and was ineffective in the few injury-hampered starts he did make. One thing he did accomplish that year was hitting his first career home run in his September 19, 2003 game against the Milwaukee Brewers. It was his only home run to date for Johnson, a career 125 hitter. It's time for the secret number of the day. The secret number of the day is an obscure or interesting fact from Randy's career. Today's secret number is 14,861, and the number takes us to 2004. On May 18, 2004, Johnson pitched the 17th perfect game in baseball history. At 40 years of age, or precisely 14,861 days old, he was the oldest pitcher to accomplish this feat. Johnson had 13 strikeouts on his way to a 2-0 victory against the Atlanta Braves. And on June 29, 2007, Randy struck out Jeff Cirillo of the San Diego Padres to become only the fourth MLB player to reach 4,000 strikeouts in a career. 
He finished the 2004 season with a 16-14 record, though his poor record was partially due to a lack of run support, and his ERA that year was a 2.6. Johnson led the major leagues in strikeouts with 290. In the games where Arizona scored three or more runs, Johnson was 13-2. As his team only won 51 games that year, his ratio of winning 31.3% of his team's games was the highest for any starting pitcher since Steve Carlton in 1972. The Diamondbacks traded Johnson to the New York Yankees for three players in cash in January of 2005. Johnson pitched opening day for the Yankees on April 3rd of 2005 against the Boston Red Sox. Johnson was inconsistent through 2005, allowing 32 home runs. However, he regained his dominance in the late 2005. He was 5-0 against the Yankees division rival Red Sox and finished the season 17-8 with a 3.79 ERA and was second in the AL with 211 strikeouts. Johnson, however, was a disappointment in Game 3 of the 2005 Division Series against the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, allowing five runs on two home runs in three innings. In Game 5 in Anaheim, Randy made an effective relief appearance after Mike Muschina gave up five runs and six hits to give the Angels a 5-2 lead, but the Yankees were unable to come back in the series. After an inconclusive year in pinstripes, New York fans hoped that Johnson would return to his dominant style in his second Yankee season. Johnson began 2006 well, but then he struggled to find his form. In between some impressive performances, he allowed five or more runs in seven of his first 18 starts over the season. Johnson was more effective in the second half. Randy finished the season with a 17-11 record, a subpar 5 ERA with 172 strikeouts. It was revealed at the end of the 2006 season that a herniated disc in Randy's back had been stiffening him, and it was only in his second-to-last start of the season that he decided to get it checked. This exposure caused him to miss the last start of 2006. After being given epidural anesthesia and a few bullpen sessions, he was cleared to start in Game 3 of the ALDS. However, he gave up five runs in five and two-thirds innings. In January of 2007, the Yankees traded Johnson back to the Diamondbacks, almost two years to the day that Arizona had traded him to New York for a package of four players. Johnson missed most of April, rehabilitating his injured back before returning on April 24th of that year. Randy allowed six runs in five innings and took the loss, but struck out seven. He returned to form and by his 10th start of the season was among the NL's top 10 strikeout pitchers. But on July 3rd, his surgically repaired disc from the previous season was re-injured. Johnson had a season-ending surgery on the same disc, this time removing it completely. Reporting that the procedure went a little better than expected, Arizona hoped that Johnson would be ready for the 2008 season. Johnson made his season debut on April 14, 2008 against the San Francisco Giants eight months following his back surgery. On June 3, 2008, Johnson struck out Mike Cameron of the Brewers for a career strikeout number 4,673. With this strikeout, Randy surpassed Roger Clemens for the number two spot on the all-time strikeout leader list. Johnson struck out eight in that game, but could not get the win as the Diamondbacks lost 7-1. Johnson got his 4,700th career strikeout on July 6, 2008. He finished the season with an 11-10 record and an ERA of 3.91, recording his 100th career complete game in a 2-1 victory over the Rockies. December 6, 2008, Johnson signed a one-year deal with the San Francisco Giants for a reported $8 million. Randy became the 24th pitcher to reach 300 wins, being the Washington Nationals on June 4th at Nationals Park. He became the seventh left-handed pitcher to achieve the 300-win milestone and the fifth pitcher in the last 50 years to get his 299th and 300th win in consecutive starts, joining Warren Spann, Steve Carlton, Gaylord Perry, and Tom Seaver. But Randy was placed on their 60-day disabled list with a torn rotator cuff in his throwing shoulder on July 28, 2009. 
Johnson was activated by the Giants on September 6th. Johnson was activated by the Giants on September 16th, 2009, and assigned to the Giants' bullpen. On September 19th, 2009, Randy made his first relief appearance in four years, facing the Dodgers for three batters. At age 46, he was at the time the second oldest player in MLB, trailing only Jamie Moyer. On January 5th, 2010, he announced his retirement from professional baseball. The Mariners invited Johnson to throw out the ceremonial first pitch at the Seattle Mariners' home opener at Safeco Field on April 12th of 2010, and inducted Johnson into the Mariners' Hall of Fame on January 17th, 2012. The Diamondbacks also invited Johnson and former teammate Kurt Schilling to both throw out the ceremonial first pitches for the Arizona Diamondbacks' 10th anniversary of the 2001 World Series team that defeated the Yankees. Randy was selected to the Baseball Hall of Fame in his first year of eligibility in 2015, and the Diamondbacks retired his number on August 8, 2015. In the prime of his career, Randy's fastball was sometimes clocked over 100 miles an hour, even as high as 102, and he had a low three-quarter delivery, which was nearly sidearm. His signature pitch, though, was a slider that broke down and away from the left-handed hitters and down and into right-handed batters. The effectiveness of his slider is marked by its velocity being in the low 90s along with a tight light break. Hitters often believe that they were throwing a fastball until the ball broke just before it crossed home plate. Right-handed hitters have swung through and missed sliders that nearly hit their back foot. Randy dubbed his slider Mr. Snappy. In later years, his fastball declined to the 96 mile an hour range and his slider clocked in around 87. Johnson also threw a split finger fastball that behaved like a changeup and a sinker to induce ground balls. In a radio show, Adam Dunn, who was a left-handed batter that played for a lot of teams, was asked who was the best pitcher he faced. His response was, honestly, Randy Johnson, when he was good. It's hopeless. It's like a hopeless feeling. The first time you face him, you feel like he's going to hit you right in the back of the neck when he throws it. Like every pitch is going to hit you in the back of the neck. And it ends up down and away for a strike, and you just have to trust it's going to be a strike. And heaven forbid he doesn't lose one out there, and if he does, there goes your cheek. Now, when I personally think of Randy Johnson, I think of a tall, lanky, left-handed side armor that had flames coming out of his hand. I remember watching him in the 2001 World Series. I remember pitching with him in the video game Backyard Baseball. And I also remember pitching with him in the video game MVP Baseball 2005, striking out my little brother with his slider. In 22 seasons, Randy led his league in strikeouts nine times, earned four ERA titles, and recorded 100 complete games to go along with 37 shutouts. He was named to 10 All-Star games, and only four left-handed pitchers have ever won more games. His 4,875 strikeouts ranked number two all-time behind Nolan Ryan's 5,714, and his 10.61 strikeouts per nine innings ranked first all-time. Randy owns six of the 33 300 strikeout seasons in the history of the game. Five of the top 11 single-season strikeout seasons belong to the pitcher known as the Big Unit. Thanks for listening to the Sports with Luke podcast. Have a player you'd like to be the next subject? Let me know on Instagram and Twitter at Majerus underscore Luke. Keep an eye out for next week's episode where we talk about the greatest pirate of all time, Roberto Clemente.